Good afternoon, everybody. My name is B. Bonner, and you're listening to Community Voices right here on NPR Illinois. And today, I am talking to Kevin Lust, director of the Illinois Small Business Development Center for Central Illinois, hosted by Growth Corp, and president of Lust Development Group Incorporated. And Jesus, I got that out of my mouth today. Hallelujah. <laughs> you did, be. Thank you very much. That's quite a lot to get out. Ooh, all right. Well, you know, since we're starting off on such a high, you know, I want to keep that going. We want to get to know the neighbors in our community. So, Kevin, start by telling us where you're from and sort of what you do. Well, I'd like to start with what I do because that's the more germane thing to, to our conversation. And my work with the Small Business Development Center is actually very closely tied to the work mm-hmm. I do with my own business. And so Small Business Development Centers are a federal program here in Illinois administered through the Illinois Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity. And our role there is to help people start and grow businesses. Mm-hmm. And my role as the president and, and really the part of the Lust Development Group <laughs> is to help people start and grow their own business. That is their own career. And so it's all about advancement. You know, you asked about background, and I think that's probably the part of my background that matters because I've been really lucky to be around people for the the entirety of my adult career Mm -hmm. who are very much interested in seeing others move forward. Um, My background in Springfield is that I came here directly out of college, worked for the original Marine Bank, not not the current one, but the original Bunn Family Bank, and, and mentioning the Bunns. That's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. They were all about how can we help you succeed? And then on from there, as I've started my own company and and eventually came to work with the Small Business Development Center as well. So why are small businesses so important to you? You know, you've had this long career in helping them, but what about them makes you tick? Well, the biggest thing is the the people who are doing it are really fun to be around. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're not the nicest people. That's okay. (laughs) But but when I say fun to be around, think about what it takes to move through the process of starting your own business. Mm -hmm. You you have to have courage. uh, You have to have imagination. You have to have enthusiasm. uh, You have to have a degree of intelligence, and that may be specific to your industry, but it's still, you're going to be smart about the things that you need to be smart about. And so uh, who wouldn't want to hang around with people who are imaginative and and enthusiastic and excited and and courageous? I mean, so that piece of the puzzle personally is is one of the things that draws me to it. The other side of it is there's a tremendous sense of accomplishment on the people's parts who do work through and get their business started or who move on to the next level in their business. And it's, of course, very gratifying selfishly to feel like you may have had a small part in advancing uh, their careers as they move forward. Well, speaking of taking part in their careers and helping them advance forward, I want to talk about Less Development Group Incorporated a little bit. And, you know, what made you say, I need to start my own business to help people and some examples of what you've done for some companies to sure. help? Well, <laughs> I'm laughing about that because the, one of the uh, the people that I've listened to the most over the years that have, have been a good guide for me in, in the profession of public speaking is a fellow named Jim Rohn. And he said one time, disgust is a very powerful motivator. <laughs> <laughs> so I got into the speaking business actually kind of through my work at Marine Bank. I was the director of personnel and training in my last role there. discovered I really liked the training side of things. I went to work for a big seminar company from there called Fred Pryor Seminars and moved to a different firm called CareerTrack. So these are big, giant companies and great experience, great exposure, wonderful travel opportunities, all those things. Well, the challenge for me was a lot of my work, although we did public seminars yeah. where we just invited people to come to the local hotel or whatever it was, a lot of that led to what we called on-site training, where you'd work directly with a company. And when that on-site training was done, and a lot of times these were 
clients that I found, you know, through the contacts at the public program. Mm-hmm. Uh, we arranged the dates. We talked about the topics. I tailored the topics. You know, the, the main office would send a contract and book my flights. Yeah. But at the end of all that, there'd be a big giant check going to the company and old Kevin would get just a little teeny <laughs> part of that. So uh, I finally realized that I would have rather had the big part of the check. That's right. And now as a corporation, of course, I still pay Kevin Lust a very tiny part of that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I also get to enjoy the benefits of the full amount. So once again, though, the, the real piece of that that's the most gratifying is when people hear things that they can actually use to make their lives easier. If I had to define a mission for mm-hmm. for my own personal business, it would be just that, to find ways to make people's lives easier and more effective, and then to develop the means to share those with as many people as possible. But as far as examples go, I, I, I can't speak to a specific one, mm-hmm. but what I can tell you in general, the best days that I have are when someone comes up to me and says, hey, Kevin, when you were here last year, you said this, and I used it, and it helped. Yes. And that's what keeps me going back. I, I've done a program, actually, I do four programs every year at the biggest trade show for building owners and managers and property owners and architects and designers in Canada. It's in Toronto each year. I think I was there. This was my 21st year in a row doing it. And we have people that come back every year. Sometimes we're repeating the topic that Mm -hmm. they've seen and they'll come back and hear it again. And it's uh, really a wonderful personal experience as well as professionally to know you're having an impact when somebody comes and says, I used what you told Mm -hmm. me. Well, you know, what I'm starting to see is a lot of us, we need a little help. Everybody can use a little help. And especially if you're in business for yourself or you're just trying to grow and develop as a leader or as just somebody that works in this society, it can be hard. So they need that helping hand. Well, and it's it's not even really about help. The way I view it is these lessons have been learned already. Mm-hmm. And so there's no reason for anyone to relearn the lesson uh, apart from that you can't cover everything, of mm-hmm. course, in a class or in a workshop or in one of our advising sessions. So the power of what we do, particularly through the Small Business Development Center, is to say to somebody who is ambitious to create their own place in the world in their own business, hey, a lot of business people have done this already. Here are the things they've done that have been successful. Maybe you should do some of those things as well. And it's something as simple as, you know, we'll have people in the office all the time talking about what business entity, and, and nobody knows anything about that. Even the people who claim to know right. don't know. We always tell our clients, beware of the you need to folks. <laughs> and the you need to folks are, well, you need to you need to do this. And it's like, well, yeah, you need to what? Well, you need to be an LLC. Well, no, you don't. But why do you say that? Well, my neighbor's brother's hmm. uncle's cousin was a plumber, and he said, you, you know, he said you need to be an LLC. Well, maybe he did. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean you do. And anyway, that's the sort of conversation that we can have where we can say, here's what people who have created a separate entity have learned. Here's people who have decided to remain a sole proprietor have mm-hmm. learned. And let's talk about what the best choices are for you. I've always felt it's less about helping than it is about guiding. As a matter of fact, that's the mission that we use at the Small Business Development Center. It's providing professional guidance for business growth. It's not advice. Uh, Advice is you should do this. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, I've always used that line, too. We spend too much time (laughs) shooting on one another. And I'm being very careful about that here on the radio of how to say that. But it's not you should or you shouldn't. It's if you do, here are the likely consequences. Mm -hmm. And if you choose this path, here are some of the things you'll see along the way there. 
So that's our role is to help guide and, you know, through that, then I guess help folks help themselves maybe is a, the right way to think of that. If you're just now tuning in, you are listening to Community Voices right here on NPR Illinois. And I am editor and co-host of Community Voices, B. Bonner. And today I have a Kevin Less, director of the Illinois Small Business Development Center for Central Illinois, hosted by Growth Corp. And, you know, we're talking about guidance for these small businesses. And I love how you said that instead of advice, let's, let's switch it to guidance. So I want to hear more about what you all do at the SBDC. I know you all do a lot of business plan help and financial projection help. So what other services do you all offer for these small businesses? You mentioned two of the, the places where we spend the bulk of our time. However, there are many other things we do. And, and remember when we talk about small businesses, we're looking at the person who already or, or may have a pretty good plan of what mm-hmm. they want to do. They've moved forward. It may be somebody just at the very earliest stages. It may be a business owner who's in business and wants to expand or grow their business or or maybe the business owner who's trying really hard to keep their business open. So the services we provide are based on the interests and needs of the folks who come and see us. And we could just look at the the people with whom I visited in the past week. I worked uh, just this morning via email with a client who had some specific questions about her business. She's already in business. Mm -hmm. She's open. She's going to be embarking on some new email marketing campaigns, and we've been addressing how she can do that more effectively. So that was kind of a strict marketing question for an in-business owner. This afternoon, I'm talking with an existing business person who really hasn't done much with their business. Mm -hmm. They've started it. They have the idea, but now they're really really at a point where they say, look, it's time for me to start making money at this. How can Mm -hmm. I get off the startup side and move to the active side? Uh, Yesterday, I talked with clients who were, let's say, just running through the appointment schedule, if I can, brand new person. Hey, here's what I want to do. I don't have money for it. What can I do to prepare myself for the day Mm -hmm. when I'm going to go talk to the lender about it? So again, the services are based on the the, the needs of or the interests of the, the people that request those services. So in your opinion, where should people start? They have this idea. How do they get to the next step, well, like some of your clients? B, they start with the Illinois Small Business Development Center. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, it's interesting you bring that up because it started as kind of a marketing tagline, but we've come to realize this process, this statement represents the process. And we used to have some banners up in our windows when our office was downtown. And they said, dream, build, grow, prosper. Mm. And what we came to realize, sort of gazing out the window there at the old state capitol and looking at those signs in the in the way, that's really the process people go through as they develop their business ideas. And it's this dream they have of either having their own business or of providing a particular product or service to people. And then from there, you have to build that into an actual active plan, an idea, a, a series of action steps, a to-do list, if you will. And then, of course, you know, once you get the business started that a lot of times people are like shoo I'm done it's like no you just <laughs> you started gotta, you gotta keep <laughs> that's right and so then actually building the business and we hope that leads to growth for their business and then that prosper part is is what success means to that individual I will say that with most small business owners that prosper step is the place where they feel like things are operating well with their existing business and then they circle back around and start back to mm. the how do we you know where's the dream part take us next yeah 
And so we have clients who have built very successful businesses, and, and along the way they thought, okay, here's what's next for us. Here's how we can grow and expand our, our offerings to our clients or, or find new clients or whatever that might be. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I was also wondering about innovation. You know, during the pandemic, we saw a lot of businesses having to pivot. And I imagine for the SBDC, you all were doing a lot of help trying to get them to find grants and loans during that time. So how does innovation play into all of this? Well, innovation is not just new things. Mm -hmm. It's doing things in a new way. And just as an example, we had to. Uh, We, uh, as an organization, our statewide network of SBDCs, of which there are some 40, 42 across the state, our first visit with clients used to have to be in person for us to be able to keep track of that client as a, a client of the Small Business Development Center. Well, why? What we realized at the time of of the pandemic when everybody went home and we were Mm -hmm. operating on the phone and through Zoom and whatnot, you're having a meeting with somebody that's a client meeting that can count as your initial visit. So a very small innovation, but a significant one for us because what it's allowed us to do, as the saying goes, meet people where they are. And our our center, as well as centers across the state, are much better at being accessible to people by virtue of the fact that we don't have to make them come into our office somewhere. And so that's again a a small innovation now what businesses were doing is things like the traditional restaurant i mean this is probably the most obvious example of it who never gave a thought of an inkling of the possibility of giving people carry out meals (laughs) at their at their restaurants and suddenly they realized if we want to actually continue to serve our customers and to provide our meals to people that's how we're going to do it Mm -hmm. so how do we do it how do you how do you serve a horseshoe (laughs) <laughs> and carry out. Ah, wait, let's don't put the cheese sauce on. There you go. Let's put it in its own container to stay hot so things don't get... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> ...unappetizing by the time it gets there. So there was a lot of innovation within that. Also, people started to recognize, I think, that the, there's really very little limits to customer base other than people who are interested in your products because as people realized they could start shipping and sending and and not people didn't know that before Mm -hmm. of course this is not a the internet is not a new thing although some of our clients seem to think so (laughs) Um, but you know they really did start to look at ways to distribute their products you know even existing brick and mortar type stores started to realize that perhaps there's an expansion for their business model by looking beyond those bricks and mortar yeah yeah and i would just like to say i was one of those people getting those horseshoes and my cheese and everything uh-huh. on the side i remember <laughs> during the pandemic I, I decided to go home for a month as i finished up grad school so i can focus and then i came back down to springfield and the first thing i did when i got here was went to darcy's and get a horseshoe with everything on top. and i thought that was just genius so you are right about these innovative ways and you know i'm just wondering are you allowed to share any stories of you know businesses that you've helped guide that didn't really have a lot of confidence about themselves but now they're thriving well everything we do is treated very Mm -hmm. confidentially however once our clients move to a point where they've opened their business or whatnot we have some forms they can sign that Mm -hmm. give us permission to talk about them and there's a couple of places that i talk about regularly it's friends of mine as well as clients i I don't know about the confidence piece because the first one that came to mind and it came to mind during our conversation about innovation and about mm-hmm. prospering and how you go back to the dream stage. But we worked with a, another restaurant in town called Engrained uh, oh, Brewing Company. Yes. Of course, <laughs> most of your listeners here locally will know that place. A terrific farm-to-table concept restaurant as well as a, a brewery. And we were talking earlier about 
you know, going back through once you dream, build, grow, prosper, once you're at prosper, how do you go back to dreaming? And one of the things that the owner of that business, Brent Schwer, had was the notion of distributing his products, his beer, to more places. He was doing that with bottles, recently started doing it with cans, looking at wider and broader distributions. Uh, Certainly a lot of innovation with his business on how they pivoted to things. And it's kind of funny because I, I love his story so much. When he came to us, he was on paternity leave with his uh, his son had just been born and yeah. he was on paternity leave from Caterpillar where he was an engineer and so he came in and said yeah I'm going to start a brewery and I said and you're going to do that because you've worked in mm-hmm. breweries and restaurants before and no never done any of that <laughs> I'm an engineer and so he had a lot of obstacles to overcome in his uh, background but he, was, he approached it actually kind of scientifically and really built a terrific plan got funding I don't know how old his son was at the groundbreaking but it, he was old enough to be in attendance and, and mobile on his own. So it took him a while. But I just those kinds of stories are the really gratifying ones. And, and to watch as, as Brent has continued to grow his business and contribute to the community in so many different ways, really fantastic. We work with all sorts of, of different business owners. One of our favorites that we've worked with over the years, uh, there's a business called Best Expo. And Melanie Jacobs has, has driven that business through all kinds of changes in her industry. Mm-hmm. As far as confidence, she, she does not not lack for confidence, but <laughs> there were uncertainties about, is this the right, right thing to do? And a lot of times we'd talk about things and, and she already had the decision in her mind. She just needed to decide that she had decided. And so uh, she's a great, great friend of the centers and, and love working with her. I mean, there's dozens. I, I think uh, statistically I've been at the center for, well, gosh, going on, if my math's right, it'd be going on 18 years wow. this summer, right? And so I, I think the, the number that we throw out that people have actually given us we can't put anything into our system without documentation for it and i think we've documented over 275 businesses that have started in that time and many 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 of those businesses are still up and active and employing people Mm -hmm. or you know employing their own themselves as their only employees still but just some great success stories along the way and and people that were very happy to drive (laughs) past and say hey i remember when they were getting started yeah yeah i'm so glad to hear about that and you know i'm just happy to know that you had a hand in guiding oh my gosh that's going to be my my thing that guiding but as we continue to see the small business community in Springfield grow what do we need to do to help them be more successful or what is it going to take to keep the small business community in Springfield thriving? I believe the biggest thing is to make sure they're aware of the resources that already exist. Mm -hmm. We're a great example and you're you're providing this service to the community by inviting me on. Unfortunately we we still remain a bit of a a secret Uh, Mm -hmm. you know it's not a secret so much as it is something that people just aren't aware of. And, you know, our services come at no charge to the individuals. We're a partnership of the U.S. Small Business Administration here in Illinois, the Department of Commerce, and our local host and supporter is Small Business Growth Corporation or Growth Corp. So those three entities pay for us to be there so that you mm-hmm. none of our clients have to. There's no charge for any of our services. Well, that's a great resource. And if the small business owner or potential small business owner in Springfield can realize that we're there and perhaps take the action steps to come in and see us, we hope to be able to contribute to their growth. So so that's, I think, one of the big things. The other thing is, as everybody talks about, and, and not everybody remembers, uh, nor are they always able to, and I get that, but the whole thing about being part of Illinois locals, uh, you know, mm-hmm. shopping the local business owners here in mm-hmm. Springfield and in the surrounding areas whenever possible. And, and, you know, we get Amazon packages on our doorstep as well. And right. I'm not suggesting that you have to eliminate that as an option. What I am suggesting is when you have a new person 
purchase in place, either as a business owner or as a family member or as a, an individual. Let's think first mm-hmm. about the local option. And if it doesn't work out or you can find a better deal or something, I get that. But let's start with that local business as our default choice. Yes, yes. And I am here for that. And I just can't wait to see more of the Springfield community grow as more businesses are coming to town. So, you know, as we're wrapping up here, you all have a lot of things going on. Of course, the SBDC day is coming up in March. So can you tell us a little bit more about that and any other events you all have coming up soon? Well, uh, the SBDC day is a national opportunity to celebrate ourselves, I think. It's a program of the Small Business Development Centers, and we have across the country, there's uh, closing in on 1,000. I think there's 960-some SBDC service centers throughout all the states and territories. And we just take that day to celebrate what we're doing and the fact that we're there. We'll be doing some things at our office just for fun. We're going to try to promote some of our recent success stories and some of those uh, maybe past ones as well. We'll be closing in on, on my 20th anniversary there, although our center's been around for over 35 years. So over the next couple of years, we're going to try to spotlight some of those businesses maybe that we worked with Mm -hmm. when they were first getting started. So that's SBDC Day, March 15th, and there's not really an event or anything scheduled for that so much as it is an opportunity to say, hey, here we are, and we're still having fun doing this. So maybe people will take note of it there. The other thing I think that we would offer is we're kind of a just keep doing what we're doing sort of a place. Mm -hmm. And we have a small staff. We work with some independent contractors to help with direct guidance on specialty things that help us. But the best thing I can say as far as what are we working on, what's coming up is just keep sending people our way that are thinking about this. If somebody says, hey, I have an idea for a business, say, hey, I know about this place in town that can help you take that idea from dream to reality and send them to the Small Business Development Center for Central Illinois. Yes. And if people are wanting to do that, where can they go? What's the website contact information? Yeah. So you can just search small business or just SBDC, Small Business Development Center for Central Illinois. Our website is actually CI, like Central mm-hmm. Illinois, CISBDC.com. Once you get in there, if you want to come in and see us, there is an appointments tab. Just click on that and you'll see the calendar a little bit further down the page. Find the day and time that works best for you. And there's some registration materials to fill out. But uh, once again, there's no charge to it and we'd welcome the opportunity to talk with you no matter where you are in developing your business idea. Well, Kevin West, I want to thank you again for being here and just teaching me a little bit, too. I don't know if I'll have a business, so probably not. But who knows? One day I might change my mind. So thank you for just helping the Central Illinois community, our small businesses. They're doing really well in the Springfield, and I'm excited to see what's next. To listen to past Community Voices segments, visit nprillinois.org. Community Voices airs weekdays at noon and Saturdays at 5 p.m. Production assistance is provided by the Community Voices team, Randy Eccles, Vanessa Ferguson, and Tim Bowl. I'm Bee Bonner. Thanks for listening, and good afternoon.